Developing Tomorrow's Leaders Educating, supporting, and inspiring the next generation of leaders Your host, Antoine Thompson, or Coach T, has over 35 years of experience of empowering, motivating, and enhancing the lives of many young men and women In this episode, Coach T talks with the founder of Interview Excellence, Cam Axel Root. As an expert interview coach, Cam enjoys helping students prepare and navigate through interviews. Through the process, she helps students find their story, boost their confidence, and build life skills such as effective communication, critical thinking, and the importance of making a great first impression. She earned a master's in communication from Northwestern University and a BA in marketing and communications from the University of Iowa. Welcome to another episode of Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. I am Antoine Thompson, or Coach T, and today my guest is also a member of Helpopedia, which is a group of individuals that and businesses that have come together to help the next generation of leaders with their personal growth and development skills and all the other necessary skills for them to be successful. Please help me welcome Cam Axelrood to Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. How are you doing today, Cam? Good. How are you, Coach T? Good morning. Oh, uh, I am doing absolutely, positively wondrous, as always. I'm always good when I get to talk to people like you and the other people in the group. And I love the fact that we all have this great mission of helping kids be successful. And we know that they go through a lot. And what you do with um, interview excellence and preparing high school and college students, undergrad students, uh, prepare for life after college and for high school students before college. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you first is if you could share, you know, what is the uh, reason behind your passion for doing this? Oh, good question, Coach. And thank you for having me on. I love being a part of Helpopedia because we are helping kids of various ages train in different areas or get help in different areas. And because I have been interviewing kids for so long, I wanted to come on because they're, depending on their age, they may be up for an internship or college admissions interview or an after school job. And then of course their career job. So uh, I am here to help kids find their voice feel comfortable talking to adults. And why I uh, decided to follow my passion is that I have been, I'm here in Evanston and I've been working with Northwestern University for over 10 years doing early and regular college admissions interviews. And I mean, face it, these kids are all smart. And so I decided how do I help set these students apart to stand out from the crowd. So I started uncovering stories and every interviewer remembers a good story. So I helped them find their strengths, but it's an interesting story behind it. And then I realized I can really, I've been really helping these students because I would be receiving these emails back saying, oh, I got in, or thank you for helping me with this job interview for an after school restaurant. I mean, some of these, students really wanted help building confidence and knowing how to talk about their strengths because they have them it's just a matter of uncovering them right I, that part where you know you get it receiving emails and and texts and things to me that is the proof that 
kids want to be given guidance and direction and not being left on their own. And then when people like yourself take the time to help them achieve something, they're really appreciative. You know, there's that level of gratitude. And, you know, we probably talked about it at some point, but, you know, there's this narrative that this next generation is of leaders is so uh, self-centered and egotistical and this, that, and the other thing. I know from my experience and, and I know from yours, we get the opportunity to engage with some amazing young people. And I think that that's a false narrative and, and we get the opportunity to prove that uh, myth to be wrong. So I appreciate you sharing that part. Uh, so I'd love to get in really more into the specifics of what you do. And I know a lot of what we're going to talk about has to do with that big C word that I like to talk about, and that's communication. And that's both verbal and nonverbal um, communication, is. right? Exactly. You only get, as that old saying goes, the first chance to make a first impression. One chance, right? right? <laughs> so um, you, I really like to work with the life skills because a good first impression are very simple things. Um, and it is uh, nonverbal, like showing up on time, having a firm handshake an eye contact, a smile, introducing yourself with a smile, a handshake, and saying your name. They do say, I've got these statistics, 7% um, words, 38% tonality and face, 55% body language. So if you're looking around, if you look disinterested, if you are just sitting there with a grimace and you look like you don't want this job, they, it, the interviewer will pick up on it. They want enthusiasm. Uh, they just, uh, they really want you to sell yourself. And kids having been on social media so much, yes, they are uh, used to that, but hey, are they used to one-on-one -on -one communication with adults? I'm here to help if they so choose to get to build that confidence and, and feel better about facing an interview situation. Here no stats, 7% words, 38% tonality and face, and 55% body language. Yeah, you don't want to be thought. like this or, you know. Oh, I had one, um, <laughs> he showed up on his Zoom and he was out of the picture. He was like this. And he was eating right into the camera. And I was like, okay, we have some work to do. So yeah. it's, it's really, really how you present yourself. Uh, he felt he, he was very nervous at first, obviously, because he wasn't in the camera. Uh, and then by the end, he was, he was right in front. And uh, it, it's, it's even a matter of just turning your cell phone off, really show up and really show yeah. that you want that interview. I mean, that that job. Have you noticed in, in your experiences that a lot of the kids pick up really quickly, like this young man, when they realize that what they should be? Or do you see that a majority of them need a lot of work? Or is it just a matter of them just being aware? Luckily, they pick up very quickly. And when I do this in a safe and casual environment, and I say, we're just going to... Uh, go over a few questions that I use all the time, real life questions that I've used with Northwestern for over 10 years, um, it, it, it relaxes them and it's like, okay, 
I'm safe here. I can just take a minute to pause to find the right answer. And then when we do, it is written down so that they can practice it either out loud with somebody, which is really a good thing to do, or have it in front of them. Talking points are a great thing, especially if you're on a Zoom, which is so um, the way of the world now. Have the talking points in front of you because nobody sees them and who cares anyway? It just gives you that extra boost, boost of confidence and it helps you feel prepared. I know when I started uh, doing this podcast, I was like, you know, so nervous and I had like everything right in front of me. It's like, you know, you keep going back and forth, back and forth. And then the more you practice, it's like, okay, now it's more of a reference thing and not so much about a need. But I think that's the other thing that you really help them with, too, is preparation. Because the more prepared you are, then your notes are just that, notes to refer to and not necessarily a script to go by. If that's fair to say? Yes. And I have things in front of me now. Um, I will tell them questions that they will invariably get if it is... Uh, pretty much any kind of job, it's going to be, why do you want this job? So, okay, yeah, it's money. And if it's at a restaurant after after school, but 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 really go go the extra the step and really tell them that this about the strengths that you will bring to the job because it is competitive out there. It's getting more competitive or tell me about yourself. And yeah, you know about yourself, but when you're put on the spot like that, it's like, ah. Uh... And so if you have somebody saying that to you in a safe uh, environment and you can talk about it, talk it through and find those strengths. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I really can do that. I, uh, or a lot, you will be asked about a challenge, how you faced it and how you handled it. I had one student who, I asked her about her challenge and she said, well, I'm a procrastinator. And I thought, oh man, you know, that's, yeah, that's an issue. A lot of people procrastinate, myself included, but let's find something I thought to myself, I've got to dig a little deeper with this student because she's interesting, she just doesn't know it. <laughs> So she started talking about being an editor of her yearbook, her high school yearbook, and how all of a sudden the teacher advisor had broken down the yearbook staff into three different groups over three different meeting times for some reason. So she had the task of getting all three of these classes on the same page and working together. And I told her this is a challenge, but it also became a strength because you came, you became a, a master communicator with your peers. And so she really realized that she had more to offer than she was just beyond procrastination. It made her much more of an interesting person. Yeah. This is one of those things sometimes you don't know what you're capable of doing until you're put in the situation to do it is what she basically found out. And I think that's probably the story for a lot of young people is, you know, if they've never experienced something, of course, they're going to be frightened by it. But all the more reason it's important to have people that help them understand it is not as difficult as, you know, they may think it's going to be. 
Um, so what are some of the other questions that kids can expect to be asked in an interview that not necessarily will be off the cuff, but something they really want to prepare for and think about because they are selling themselves to whomever they're speaking to? No matter what, my top question when they are interviewing for a college is why X college? You will always be asked that. And you want to have done your homework. It's not, you don't want to give the cookie cutter answer of, oh, I love the campus and I want to expand my horizons. It's having done your homework and going online. Well, if you can't visit the campus on in person or haven't yet, you go online and this applies to a company too. You really do need to do your homework. They want to think that they are your top choice no matter what. And you know what's going on on campus. You know the classes that interest you in your major or your minor. Uh, you know the clubs and activities that you want to be involved in. They want to know that you plan to be a part of their community. And that is a big word, community. They want kids who are going to um, take part and add to the campus. So you have to be uh, prepared so that they know that they are the, your top of mind and at the top of the list. And you also want to, no matter in what interview situation, career or school, you want to be prepared with a couple of questions. They expect it, and that shows that you have done your homework. If it's a school, it's um, what was your experience like when you were at school? Because it's usually a school alum that's doing the interviews. Or tell me about the, the school network. The, um, or what was your favorite place on campus? And then with work, it you can always reiterate something that you have you've talked about Again, tell me about your experience here. Tell me about the culture. And they just want to know that you are prepared and curious and putting your best self forward. Um, I do have uh, also, don't be, don't shy away from sharing your hobbies and your passions because you never know where you're going to connect with uh, the interviewer. Um, I had somebody who was worried he was going up for an internship with 200 other kids, and he was at Michigan. And he said, what do I talk about? And um, it was his mother who said, well, talk about your love of fishing. And he was like, okay. So he talked about how he is out of um, – New York, and he goes in like this dinghy boat and goes way out into the bay and brings back like these Hemingway sized fish in this little boat. And the interviewer was um, his son was also in a fishing group. And so they got off on this whole fishing tangent and they really connected. The interviewer remembered this, the, the story the fish and the student's name was Max. Max ends up getting the internship. So you really just try and find a connection 
with the interviewer. And it can be through um, your, your stories, your hobbies, your passions. I had a girl um, just yesterday, last evening, talked about cooking and how it's one of her favorite things to do. It's her family's love language. And I loved when she said that. She said, that's how we show each other. <clears throat> we love each other. And her parents are Bosnian, and, or excuse me, grandparents. And they don't speak English. So they, they cook to show the love. And she is fluent in Bosnian, which does set her apart. And I told her she needs to share that because not many students I know are fluent in Bosnian. So find things that set you apart. Yeah, those are great examples. And and I love the one about with Max and, and the fishing. And you're right, it does all it takes is sometimes one thing and just turns the whole uh conversation and interview. But I also think it relaxed him a lot too when he realized, hey, we've hit some common ground and he's probably a little bit a lot more relaxed and his true personality came out. Um <laughs> No, I, I think that's great. Yeah, that's great. And like I said earlier, I mean, it, a lot of this it has to do with communication. You know, both ver verbal and non and verbal verbal and nonverbal communication. Um, yeah. And also them being prepared to ask questions, I think is huge. And, and I think that's a point that I think a lot of kids miss is they think they're going for an interview, and it's all about what answers they provide. I think they, you know, what you're sharing is it shows their ownership of what they want by being prepared and asking questions of the interviewer. And I oh, think yeah. that that's great. Yeah. You preparing them for that is, I think it's an amazing thing. You mentioned about doing their homework on the schools. Is there also any uh, advice that you give or anything you do in your process when you're thinking about them interviewing for jobs versus at school, as far as doing their homework? Well, you really want a strong resume, and it's good to have um, somebody look it over for active words. Uh, it you want you want powerful words on the lines of, <clears throat> pardon me, the description of what you do, um, and even just coming out of high school, there are ways to do it. You don't want passive words. You want. I have one right in front of me created and not just worked or helped. You want those you need somebody to look at your resume for formatting and for structure. That's always a good thing. And there's so many people out there that don't that will do it for free or very minimal. As you mentioned, it is interviewing is a two-way street. They are interviewing you, but you are interviewing them too. So you are looking to see if the company is a fit for you. So find out if you can about who's going to be interviewing you, the hiring manager, if you can, and see if there's any common uh, ground there. Or really just you need to dress the part for the job you want. Really don't show up in a sweatshirt or a hoodie. If it is a job job, you want a very nice blouse, or a button down with a tie or even a sport coat have have your resume in front of you for sure and have your talking points in front of you with your strengths your accomplishments and the challenges you faced and overcome how you handled them um, be prepared to answer anything that is every single point that's on your resume because they may pick and choose anything and everything that you've written down so be prepared to talk about that. 
and look into the company. Research it and see if it's a good fit for you and have some questions ready for them. There's been, I'm, and I'm, I'm just using for my example. I remember there was one particular job years ago that I was interviewing for. And it just happened to be somebody I knew that had the position open and, and it's like, yeah, I'd love to check it out. So I go on two visits, you know, to see it and make sure everything's good. Loved every bit of it. There was one part I forgot to do my research on. And that was the living accommodations in the area. So after moving there, the job was great, but the living environment was awful. I mean, it just, you know, it's almost like I felt more comfortable at work than I did at home. Because mm -hmm. I didn't do my homework, you know, on all aspects of it. I just focused on the job itself. And you know, when you're young, this is something I didn't have. So that's why I share this example, why your work is so important. Learning this early prepares you for later in life as well. When you start, when you get out, when the kids get out of college and they're looking at jobs, and it's like, oh, this is great. You're going to pay me X, Y, Z. And they get caught up in the money and the job. Yeah. They don't think about the other aspects of, hey, you know, where are you going to be living? Is it a high crime? Does it have all the amenities that you want? Mm -hmm. you know, is this uh, easily accessible? And then you find out, oh, my gosh, man, I got to go 20 miles to do anything. Well, now your life is not as you know comfortable as you want. So those are great tips. And I just want to share an example of what happens when you don't do your homework. Uh, one aspect of it's good and the other isn't. Very good points. And if you are at school and uh, looking at different schools, you can always follow students on social media that gives them that will give them a feel for what's uh, campus life is like uh, and that's so easy to do i had my daughter do that and she thought she wanted a certain school just from social media because it looked so great and so then we went down there in person and she decided no it wasn't for her so it's important to to carry through and not if you are on social media make sure that it isn't just um all the bells and whistles of, yes yes yeah. yes make sure that you uh go that one next step and if you can do go to the campus because it did it did make a difference in in our world and um everyone is on social media so it's easy to do yeah, I think that LinkedIn is a great one because when you do your profile, you put your school in your profile and tip in a little group. And when you look through networking or you're trying to look at people that list what schools they went to. So you can always just uh, go in that route is always uh, a group of people that are in similar schools. So that's another way of connecting with people on social media as well. And the one of the things we uh, you and I talked about before we went on air that I wanted to mention is that one of our um, Helpopedia members and I have a podcast, uh, which is called Teen Speak Empowering Today's Youth. And your son was one of our guests um, a couple of weeks ago. And just wanted to tell you that he did a phenomenal job and that uh, you should be very proud of uh, his interview, how he carried himself. And I think it's a testament to preparation. And he is a senior at Princeton. He plays football, and he and I actually he and I had something in common that I'll share. We both were wide receivers. I was a wide receiver in high school, and he was a receiver. Yes. So 
that's that was our uh, our common interest. So you talk about interview and, and finding that common ground. First off, it was football and then find out play the same position. So just wanted to kind of mention that to you. He did a great job. Oh, I love that. Oh, he I told you he had a lot of fun and it's good for him. Get these kids on these podcasts, have them talk about themselves, have them talk to an adult. That's I, I was so grateful to you and Keith for for putting him on. So it's a two way street. It's a win-win. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think you're right, and, and uh, be honest with you, with the guests we've had so far, it's amazing. To and this is why I bring it up too, is because it's about interviewing. But we both, Keith and I, both find out early on uh, some of the kids we know, like Michael. Neither of us knew, so he was uh, one of two guests that have been on that neither of us knew. But it's the level of comfort they get, and they realize that they're in an environment that is is their environment we're in their environment it's not them coming into ours that's how we present it and then i think he picked up on that early just based on where i asked you questions and you got the impression like oh my gosh it's about me so i get to kind of share and he just kind of goes through it all but he was very uh, very thorough and and everything he did so I, again I, I think he uh, you should be very proud of him and i know he's uh i think he was excited about the opportunity well he's going to be he had to do a pivot in the spring. Um, he is going to be interviewing now. Uh, and so it's good for him. That was, that was a good, good practice. <laughs> so should we, should Keith and I send you the bill for our interview with him then <laughs> <laughs> to prep him for life after college? <laughs> yeah. Just add it to the tab. Oh, <laughs> oh I, yeah. I could oh. imagine. No. <laughs> um, but the, you're giving some great, tips cam and i think the most important is be showing up being yourself i think it's the yeah. biggest part of it and the other key elements i mean the eye contact oh my gosh i can't tell you how many times i talk to kids and they're talking i say well, hang on a second look me in the eyes there's a reason for that number one you show me respect number one i'm showing you respect by looking directly in your eyes so i i you have my undivided attention so i want to make sure i have your undivided attention that goes a long way. And I think the sooner the young people understand it's on a consistent basis and not just in an interview process. I think you're teaching it in an interview process, but also they hold on to that. Every conversation they have after that improves uh, yes. their communication skills. And I think that that's also a vital part of what you do, too, is you're preparing them for all facets of life and not just the interview process for college and or for jobs. I agree. Thanks, Coach. I, I do. Um, you know, the one thing I miss in person is the handshake, the eye contact and the handshake. And down the career line, you will be in person at some point, I hope. And I miss grabbing their hand and saying, shake my hand. And if it was kind of weak, I'd be like, shake my hand, shake it, shake it. <laughs> I would just be like, come on, hurt my hand. because. That that handshake is just your first impression. You're right there. You're saying your name. You're smiling, eye contact, and that handshake says so much. And I miss that part about from on the zooms. Um, and one one other thing I wanted to mention was that there there are things in your background that you um, as a student can really relay about yourself. I had. Uh, the, the student that showed up halfway in, <clears throat> it ends up that he was on his way to being an Eagle Scout. And there's a lot 
of preparation and leadership involved in becoming a, an Eagle Scout. And we uncovered all these leadership accomplishments that he did to achieve, to get to this legal Eagle Scout level. In, in his background was an unmade bunk bed. And he happened to mention his desk and how there were all these awards and everything. And I was like, oh my goodness, all he had to do was turn his laptop around so that his desk showed all his accomplishments. And my goodness, it was such a, a better background than an unmade bunk bed. And I said, look at all you have accomplished without even saying anything. It shows so much about you. So even a simple background change can say so much about you. It can be a conversation starter. Uh, it can it can lead to so many things that you don't even know. So give yourself that that opportunity and that chance to set yourself apart and show up already as an accomplished person. I wanted to share going back to the handshake. Uh, you'll appreciate this. So we're going through uh, practice with the kids and kids come in. They say, "Hey, coach," and we either fist bump and I said, "No, shake my hand," and we started going, started handshaking everything, and. To your point, that's exactly where we're, we talked about was when you shake people's hand, make an eye contact, but also a firm handshake because a lot of kids don't understand. These are seventh and eighth graders. So, you know, they haven't really been put in these situations. So we use it as an opportunity to teach them. So now when they come in, they don't fist bump. They're like, hey, coach, how are you? And they overextend their hand so they can show me that they have a firm handshake. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's good. And I grade it like A, B or C. I don't give them A, B or C. I say, yeah, you're getting better. You're the, you're the B plus, but we can do better. Bigger, the bigger your hands get, the more firm they'll get. So, I, you're you're right, and I think there's never uh, an early enough time to teach those skills. I love that, and that's what football brought to Michael was the coaches like you did that early on, and it was all about academics, family, athletics, and being a good person, giving back to the community playing as best as you can, being a good teammate. Sports are so important. So you are doing so much for these young kids, giving them a good start and a leg up. So I agree. Very important. Yeah, yeah it is. And I think that, and I, like I said, you make a game of it, they appreciate it and they actually learn something. And then they start teaching other people. And they, uh, they, as a matter of fact, they actually started uh, teasing each other. Like, ah, my handshake's better than yours. So now it's a game who can shake, you know, their hand firmer. Oh, so, so great. Uh, uh, you, That's yeah. So Cam, I wanted to share with everybody how they can check out more about you. Um, interviewexcellence.com is your website. Yes. And, interviewexcellence.com. Yes. And your email is um, at gmail.com. But of course, I definitely encourage you to check out her website, interviewexcellence.com. And she is a great resource for high school students and for college undergrads getting them prepared, high school kids for college and for college students getting ready for the real world after they graduate in 18 years. Like me. <laughs> okay, no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so one last question I have for you, Cam, to ask all of my guests, and that is if you can name the person or persons that have been most influential in your life and why. Um, I'd like to say about the interview is that I always say 
Stand up straight, pull your shoulders back, make eye contact, smile, give a firm, hand, firm handshake, and you will be dangerous. Oh, I uh, like that. My, <laughs> um, my, my, I mentioned my maternal, this maternal side of my family was, was very interesting. Uh, my mother's grand, my mother's parents are from a very small town in Iowa called Lawrence. And they just had a big impact on me. My grandmother was a very just solid, influential person. They knew everybody in town. They just really showed me how to be a good role model, a good community person to give back. My grandpa was the town lawyer and he helped the Iowa farmers in so many ways. He was known for his cigar and his Budweiser, which I think he had one a day, and he lived to his mid-80s. Um, they called him Torchy because he had this bright red hair, and he was so, his temper at sporting events, he got kicked out of a high school girls basketball game, and he didn't even have a, a, a kid on the floor. He was just that passionate about his hometown, and um you know, that side of the family was just, it, it, it's kind of a hard act to follow because his father was a congressman under Herbert Hoover during the Great Depression. And he was able to talk about how bad it was for farmers during the Depression directly to President Hoover. And uh, my great-great-grandfather was uh, established the University of Northern Iowa, a teaching college. It's UNI in Iowa. And so I just come from a long line of do-gooders for their community and hard workers and uh, exemplary citizens. So it, it's a hard act to follow. <laughs> but again, they just really made a, a big impact on me when I was growing up. I think that that's awesome. And there's never a right or wrong answers. I just like to find out you know, who inspires people and who influences them. It's, and believe it or not, it's run the gamut from so many different people um, in their lives. And some are family, some are teachers, some are friends, some are, you know, aunts, uncles, whomever it may be. But we're all influenced and inspired by somebody. And I think that that's really important to share that. And I think the other part is not only have you shared that with me, but I would tell everyone out there that there's somebody that's influenced you in your life, make sure they know that uh, because I think it's important for people to know that they have a purpose and sometimes they have a purpose, but they don't know what it is. And some people need to confirm that. And just by going, Hey, thank you. I am who I am because of you and, or you've inspired me and influenced me in a way. So I think you, I appreciate you sharing oh, that. And, sure. Yeah. Okay, I really, yeah, I, I, I thank you so much for your time and your experience and what you do, because it is time consuming, but you know the value in that time and the effort that you're putting into the next generation of leaders. And I know that parents appreciate your time and efforts and ultimately the kids will, too. Some may not realize it now, but maybe later on you'll be that person that they mention when they say who influenced them. So really appreciate what you do. Yeah. I thank you, uh, Coach T. I do put time into it. I put a good time uh, over an hour into the research on the, the student beforehand, talk to them for 40 minutes, then an hour and a half follow-up report. I do do my due diligence and I take my time and I really do care. 
So it is a process and I do take take time to make sure every everything is covered so that the student is, is prepared as best as they can be. So I appreciate that. Yeah, well, we need more of you. So me, me poor, more people like you. And I really applaud you for what you're doing. And, and thank you so much. And we, of course, we'll stay in communication because we are members of Helpopedia. Yeah. And by the way, and if you're interested in finding out more about that, you can go to helpopedia.org and you can find out more about uh, the student, as student aspect, the educator aspect, and the parent aspect of what Helpopedia does. And no ask goes unanswered. I am Coach T, and as always, I am here to educate, support, and inspire the next generation of leaders. Till next episode, we'll see ya.